so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This the truth like 34. This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily. Mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine, whatever it is that you're doing right now. Listening to the show as a podcast on your way to work, in the shower, walking the dog. If you're watching the show, maybe at work already, you're putting it in a, uh, a, a tab in the background or casting it to your TV screen. However it is that you watch the show, enjoy the show. I'm John Corrales, and I'm thanking you for doing so. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars that is now available wherever books are sold. Today, I am talking about the plan for the Boston Celtics, the the, the plan that they are basically uh, making this season a bridge year, that this season is going to be a I don't want to say a wash, a waste. It's not going to be a waste. They still have Jason Tatum. They still have Jalen Brown. That's still going to make it a a season worth watching. But it's not going to be a we're going for it kind of season. I'm going to talk about that. The impact on the, it's going to have on the team. The impact it's going to have on Marcus Smart and Marcus Smart's contract negotiations. The reported contract that he's looking for. And later, Yamadar speaks to the Boston media for the first time, and uh, I'll let you hear just a little bit where he says, I plan on being here. I'll talk about that in the third segment. But let's just start here with basically the Boston Celtics are not going to be signing any free agents, Not nobody of any real import. This is going to be a, a – they've, they've punted free agency. They've made their deals via uh, trade. They're basically sitting here saying – we let Fournier go. That's that's done. We are going to go into the season with what we have. They're, they're not going to spend money. And if they do decide to actually sign somebody for some reason, you can bet that there's going to be a subsequent move to make sure that they don't mess up their cap space for next season. And you can bet that this whatever contract they do hand out is going to be for one year. They're just not going to mess with cap space for next year. That's the plan. This is what you got to expect going to this season. The Celtics are going all in for free agency in 2022, right? That's got to be most likely Bradley Beal right? because the other guys that are available at that point are, are probably going to start signing extensions. You know, Kawhi Leonard will, uh, Zach Levine will probably sign an extension in Chicago. This this right here for the Celtics is all about Bradley Beal. That's what it feels like anyway. They've I've mentioned this before. They've got a ton of expiring contracts. They are, they are not going into two-year deals, three-year deals. They're not going into an extension here with Marcus Smart. I'd be shocked 
if they negotiated an extension for him. They're not going to go into an extension for Robert Williams. This is now the plan. It's very clear from what we've seen that they are going to tell Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, roll with it for this one year. And if Tatum is on board with the Bradley Beal thing, he's going to say, probably say, cool, all right, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work and, you know, we'll try. Maybe, maybe things work out. Maybe some guys catch fire. Maybe Josh Richardson becomes, you know, better than what he has been in Philly and in Dallas, gets back to some of the Miami stuff. Maybe they can make a run. Maybe they can be exciting. There's still a possibility that this team is going to be pretty good. When you have Tatum, when you have Brown, they're going to be pretty good, right? They're not going to suck. If Neesmith and Langford play well, then all of a sudden you have you have something cooking there. Marcus Smart in that point guard role, we'll see. The, the second segment with Marcus Smart is going to be, you know, I'm going to try to talk through some of the possibilities here that I'm afraid of and, and, and where this might go. But right now, that we're looking at what's been called, my friend Mike uh, t- sent me a, a tweet, said, what do you think of the words bridge year? And I think that's those are great words to to use here we're looking at a bridge year for the boston celtics where are they going to finish in the in the east they're they're not doing anything to get past milwaukee brooklyn philly then there's the miami toronto four five the celtics are looking at six seven in that range i think that that's where they're they're probably going to be fighting somewhere for that four through six four five six somewhere in there it's it's a hell of a plan, right? This is this is the risk that we run with this plan. The, the risk is that they're going to go all in for Bradley Beal, and then what? What if he? What if they don't get him? What if what if things don't work out that way? What are the repercussions here? This very well could work. This could work very well. Brad Stevens is being somewhat bold in this by very obviously going into the cap flexibility, which is just code for building cap space. He's not maintaining cap flexibility. He's just maintaining cap space. And maybe the Celtics, if someone wants to dump salary for the rest of the year, uh, they they can certainly do that or whatever. But they're just trying to maximize how much they have and to go for Bradley Beal, very likely. I, I, I'm gonna, I gotta say that it's, it's gotta be Bradley Beal. It's gotta be to go for Bradley Beal without, without giving up Jalen Brown. Obviously, Jason Tatum's gonna get to play with his friend if it all works out. Maybe Brad Stevens is operating on intel from Jason Tatum that, yeah, he's going to opt out of his contract next year. He's gonna go into free agency, and if he goes into free agency, I got him that he's not going to go to one of the other teams with cap space. He's not going to want to sign and trade to a Golden State. He's not going to want any of that stuff. That Boston's plan is being executed right now because Tatum has given the intel. Bradley Beal wants to play here. He's not going to force his way out. He's not going to pull the Anthony Davis. I'm going to give myself the the one real out where I want to go play and a bunch of fake teams that I would be willing to pay play for 
He's not going to do that because he's got a reputation of being loyal. But you look around, he's going to say, maybe he says, I'm going to give this a little bit of a chance. They got Dinwiddie, they got Kuzma. They're, you know, whenever Dinwiddie's healthy anyway, they got Kuzma, they got Contavious Caldwell Pope. Uh, they got Montrez Harrell. They've got guys that they're trying to be flexible with there in Washington. Maybe Bradley Beal's giving them that 5% chance of, all right, let's see what you can do, Tommy Shepard. Let, let's just see what you've got cooking here. And when it doesn't work, because when you look at the East, there's just no way Washington surpasses even Boston right now. Like Boston is still the better team than Washington, even without making any extra moves. So if they're a seventh, eighth seed, ninth seed in the playoff play-in tournament, is he just going to sit there and say, all right, that's all I needed to know. Thank you all for, for trying. I'm opting out. I'm leaving. Enjoy your cap space. I'm done. If that's the case and, and it works for Brad Stevens and it works for the Celtics, then great. But if it doesn't, if he says, I, I, I'm actually going to, I want to do right by Washington. I'm going to request a trade. Um, and the Celtics don't have the assets to make that trade. If another team steps up and it's a team that Bradley Beal says, "Yeah, I, you know, I'll play for them too." Jason Tatum's not his only friend, and going to play with Jason Tatum while he wants to isn't the only thing he's going to do. There's a lot of money out there. There are a lot of teams out there. It doesn't have to be a a, a, a reunion with Tatum, uh, the St. Louis reunion with Tatum. So the Celtics are taking a risk. They're taking a real risk. And if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are not fully on board here, if this doesn't work out, then what are the repercussions? Jalen Brown's got two years left on his deal. Is he going to want out if the Celtics can't recover? What are their paths to recovery? That's another big question that we're going to have to explore over the course of the next week or two. What's, the, what's Boston's plan B here? Is there a plan B? Because I'm afraid that if this doesn't work and the Celtics are stuck and they have to pivot and try to pull moves like Washington did to try to get secondary players in here, I don't know that that's going to be right. Like Stevens has, has to absolutely nail that. If, Brad, if Bradley Beal says, I'm not, I'm not interested in Boston anymore, I'm staying in Washington or I'm going to a different situation, then Brad Stevens has to pivot real fast and put a team around Tatum and Brown real fast that's going to do real well. Because if not, then Jalen Brown's going to sit there and say, well, what am I doing here? I'm heading into my prime. I'm not wasting. I'll give you one year of my almost prime if you're promising me that the next years after that, we're going to be a contender. I'll roll with your plan for a year. But... That's it. If you lose Jalen Brown, then what's the point? You're basically stagnant. Then it's it's Tatum and Beal, and that's a good team. But Beal is too old, or he will be too old, to make that some a, a team that that can contend for for very long. The whole point of Beal with these other two guys is to make them throughout Beal's you know progression into thirty years old and beyond that he's going to be supported by Tatum and Brown. They're going to basically be three the the three Musketeers. There's a huge, huge risk for Boston by doing this. Huge, huge risk. There's a risk that, that Tatum and Brown are, are not going to be here by the ends of their contracts. 
if this doesn't work. There's a risk that they will have given up Marcus Smart, that they will have given up Al Horford, who at this point, you know, I understand where he is in his, his career, but you've you've gone from Kemba to Horford to nothing potentially in this scenario, that all of these players will have left Boston, and when the final wind blows, there's not going to be anything left besides a full-on rebuild. That's the risk that they're taking. This has to go right. You have a small, small, small margin for error with this plan. It has to work. If it doesn't work, you gotta you got to pivot real, real fast, and, and there's 100% precision there. Anything less than 100% precision there, and you are in serious, serious trouble, Mr. Brad Stevens. Marcus Smart is the potential, one of the potential casualties in all of this, which some of you are probably celebrating at the moment, but some of us are not. And who knows where this is going to go with Marcus Smart. I'm going to talk about that next because he is uh, looking to get paid. So that's coming up after I tell you about Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar has a ton of great flavors in a regular rotation. So whatever you like to eat, do you like fruity flavors? Do you like chocolatey, peanut butter, coconut, stuff like that, nutty? It's all there in their rundown of protein bars that taste like candy bars but are actually healthy for you. You're going to get between uh, about 17 grams of protein or so, give or take two or three on either side. So that's going to be great if you're going in for a workout, you want to feed your muscles, you want to get some protein into your body, you can do that. The calories, about 130 to 160, 170, that's really great because you know when you do your cardio and you, hey, you go out and you burn four or 500 calories, you don't want to eat four or 500 calories, you know, so you're you're getting a good nutritional value here in these protein bars. And Bill Bar just tastes awesome. Their official track, uh, official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So you know that they're good. Head on over to Built.com. Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order. Every time you order, you're going to get 15% off with that promo code. So check back often. Check back to see what your favorite flavors are. Check back. Maybe you get in the story box. LOCKED15 is going to get you 15% off every time at Built.com. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. So Marcus Smart, I think, is at the center of the potential casualties that this plan that the Celtics are hatching, um, that, that the Celtics may suffer here, that Marcus Smart, and it's not just that the Celtics may lose Marcus Smart, in the offseason, or may have to even trade him away during the season at the trade deadline to further their goal. Because I'm sure that in under the current circumstances, he's very much available. And and maybe they can get him for a young player, a draft pick. Who knows who knows what they can get for him in a straight trade. But my bigger fear is, what happens to Marcus Smart during the season? 
Because here the Celtics are. They're maneuvering for Bradley Beal. We we know that. Or if it's not Bradley Beal, it's a star to be named later. It's it's so blatantly obvious. And so extensions aren't going to get done. I don't think. I'd be shocked if Marcus Smart gets an extension done. They're not going to build out long-term contracts. They want to maximize their ability to keep that flat that 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 cap space and to sign guys after whenever they do get Bradley Beal if they do to put a team around those guys that can be supportive and turn them into a contender right away. So if Marcus Smart is gone or feels like he's gone, the Celtics are counting on him right now to be their starting point guard, right? Unless they move him between now and the beginning of the season, they're looking at him as their starting point guard. And frankly, there are no indications that they're looking to move him now. I know that there are some reports out there that they're frustrated and blah, blah, blah. I think that was smoke. I, I think that what they really – there's going to be, I think, a bidding. They're, they're going to put Marcus Smart up for for bidding on the trade market and see. Maybe they can get something that, that works for them. But if Marcus Smart's going to be your starting point guard and he's sitting there looking for an extension, I, I'm afraid that he's not going to play like he normally would play. I feel like that he's going to go out there and try and prove that he earned that next contract. And I don't want to, I don't want to put this on Marcus Smart because I think Smart is is more team oriented than this, but you can't help it when he wants according to Mark uh, Mark Murphy of the Herald, he wants something in the 4-year 80 million dollar range, which is what Evan Fournier got. Now that might be a bit much. And I'm sure I can already tell you that someone's already commenting on the YouTube page. As I say this, somebody's already the content, you know, commenting saying a bit much, but that's what he's going to be looking for. If that's, if that's what his agent's going for, then that's the starting point. And the Celtics gonna have to negotiate down from there. But if he's looking to get 20 million, he's going to go out there and try to prove that he's worth the 20 million a year. Which means I don't know. Is he is he going to shoot even more? Is he going to try to prove that he can score more to be worth more? That's a real risk here. And if the Celtics are having this year here with with Tatum and Brown kind of carrying this team, I don't like the idea of Marcus Smart being put in a situation where he's got to worry as much about his contract as he is about winning the next game. That's not what I want for Marcus Smart. I'm obviously very pro Marcus Smart. I'm out there as one of the, the smart proponents. I think that he can be your starting point guard. I think that he can be a good starting point guard. I think that the focus on that role can be good for him. I think it's, it's, it's worth investigating somehow keeping him. That's just my take. I know I've got plenty of people on my side. I know I've got plenty of people on the other side. I get it. We can argue about Marcus Smart all, all day. But he's here right now. And if the Celtics are counting on him to be their point guard and to run this team, they need him to be focused on running this team and being the point guard. Because the worst thing that could happen for the Celtics basketball-wise is on top of Tatum and Brown being 
asked to carry so much of the load, then they are now frustrated by their teammates and the entire season falls apart. And I just don't want that in that locker room because that's just poison in the water. And it's hard enough right now with Tatum and Brown contractually, Jalen Brown with a, going into the, the second year of a four-year deal, coming out of it with two years left, starting to get into the I might want to ask for a trade mode if things don't clean up around here. That is something that I don't want to happen. I don't want this, this plan to, as I said, poison the water in, in the Boston Celtics locker room to cause any sort of difficulty to take Marcus Smart from, I think, a, a an important voice in the locker room to someone who may be accused of, hey, what are you really trying to do out there? And I'm just afraid that when when push comes to shove, players tend to want to protect their own careers because as much as Marcus Smart loves Boston and as much as Boston Celtics fans in general love Marcus Smart, Marcus is still going to have to live his own life and have his own career, and if that means playing part of it somewhere else, he's going to have to do that. But he's not going to jeopardize potentially $20 million a year, however close he can get to that. So I'm afraid that he's going to not be 100% focused on the win, that there are going to be points in games where he's going to see his opportunity to say, hey, this is my chance to score. I might, I might pass in these situations, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and, and look for mine a little bit here. So instead of averaging 12 points a game or 11 points a game, maybe I can get my average up to 14 or 15 points a game. And now, as a defensive player that can average 15 points a game, teams are sitting there saying, well, if we're getting Marcus Smart, all-defense guy, potential defensive player of the year type of level guy, and he can go out there and score 15 for me, and, and support my team that way, yeah, that's a guy I want to pay $20 million a year to. I'm afraid that there are going to be points in the game where he's going to be focused on that. He's going to be looking for those points in the game. And I'm not going to blame him, but it's going to cause problems, and that's one of the side effects here. Not to mention whomever else uh, needs to get moved so they can clear cap space, but I have concerns about that. I really do. Basically, I hope it works because if it doesn't, there's plenty of time to discuss that. Up next, Yamadar comes out and talks to the Boston media. Surprisingly, summer league practices have started, and so we got a chance to ask Yamadar questions. I asked him about his future, what he's looking to do in Boston. That's coming up next. First, I got to tell you about rockauto.com, the only place to go for anything you need for your car or truck. Seriously, don't bother going down to the chain store at that strip mall. They're only going to have so much shelf space. So you're going to spend however long at that counter telling that person behind the computer all of the things that you could be entering on rockauto.com by yourself at home. And they're going to go back to the shelves and pull the one thing that they have, which may not even fit, but it's all they've got in stock. Don't bother with that. Stay at home. Go to rockauto.com. No matter how complicated, how simple your car or truck needs are, 
it's all there. You need floor mats, it's there. You need something for the engine, it's there. And the price is 30 to 50 to sometimes 100% less than what you would find at one of those chain stores at the dealership. It's all there and it's from a family company that's been serving auto parts and customers for more than 20 years. You know you can trust them. So go to rockauto.com and when you do, I feel very comfortable about you buying something. So when you do do that, make sure you write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. It's the only way that they know we sent you. Go check out in their How Did You Hear About Us box, write locked on, that's it. Like if you're watching on YouTube, the sign over my right shoulder. That's all you gotta do. That's how they know we sent you. It's amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Boston Celtics Summer League team in action at the Auerbach Center, practicing, getting ready for an abbreviated summer schedule in Las Vegas next week. Games basically every day. Normally it's like a two and a half week thing. They're just going to do it all in one week. It's going to be interesting to see Yam Madar. That's going to be one of the names that we're really looking at. We're obviously going to look at Aaron Neesmith to see how he looks. Does he feel more comfortable out there? We're going to look at Romeo Langford to see how comfortable he looks and if his shot is coming along. Plenty of things to look at from the usual suspects, but Yam Madar is going to be the one guy that everybody, I think, is going to be watching to see if he looks ready enough to play in the NBA. Now, I will tell you that I asked him directly at practice, after practice, what his plans were. I'll let you listen to what he said. How confident are you in your abilities to be at the NBA level? Do you feel like you're ready to come in and play at the NBA level? Yeah, I feel comfortable in my game. Um, it's a new level. It's a new challenge. Uh, I work really hard. I prepare myself for this moment to come. Um, I, I know it's going to be this year that, that I will come this year. Uh, and I'm just excited to get started. Yeah, I just want to be clear. Are, are you planning on playing for the Celtics this upcoming season or are you, are you going to be going back home? Yeah, I'm planning to come and play for the Celtics this coming up year. Pretty clear. Yamadar says he wants to play with the Celtics this season. That's his plan. I don't know that his plan's going to pan out, but for it to happen, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, but I'll repeat it here, the Celtics, an NBA team, contractually is allowed to pay for somewhere around $700,000 or so, a little less than a million dollars, somewhere in that range, whatever it is this year, it's set by the league. If a team is requesting or, or, or is requiring a buyout, the Celtics will have that number to pay. If it's that number or less, and it probably won't be less, it'll probably be exactly that number, then the team will take the money and say, yeah, all right, there you go, we'll get the next guy. If it's more than that, if it's, say, $1.2 million, then that becomes part of a cap hit. So let's just say Yamadar goes out and wows him at Summer League, is absolutely the best player there, no doubt about it. You have to bring him in. That's It'd be stupid not to. Then the Celtics will have to start this buyout process. If 
they are going to pay more than the allotted amount, that has to become uh, a salary cap hit. The player is responsible for that. And to offset that, that's part of the salary. So they'll need to use part of their mid-level exception to pay Madar. There's no slotted thing. There's no nothing. He is essentially a free agent that they have the right to sign first. They have to use whatever exceptions they have. So if they want to say, hey, we're going to pay you a million dollars, but there's an extra, I don't know, $500,000 that needs to be paid to the the team, they'll pay him $1.5 million and they'll essentially get around it by paying him the extra money. But that's an extra $500,000 that's, that's on the salary cap sheet. Teams don't want to do that. Teams don't want to spend all that money unless they absolutely have to. So Yamadar says, yes, I'm, I am planning on playing for the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics might be like, mm, we don't think so. And if you go back over for one more year, then you can come on over and then you can play for us. And it's a much different scenario next year. That will be actually a lot better for the Celtics because then they can at least bring them over on a multi-year contract that starts at whatever, I don't know what they're going to have left to pay after. Bradley Beal or star player X shows up if that player shows up, but they'll have some money to spend on Madar and great. However, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I want to see how he plays first. I don't think the Celtics are really planning on bringing him over. I think that Madar answering that question very directly. I don't know that that went over very well in the Celtics front office, but he has probably hasn't gotten enough media training yet to to know that the answer was probably supposed to be, well, I know I would like to. We'll see how it works out, or or some variation of that. Right now, he's on the record as I want to play with the Celtics. I plan on playing with the Celtics, and if he ends up going back home to play next year in Israel or some other league, then the questions are going to go to Brad Stevens. I'll probably be the one to ask him. Hey, Yamadar said he was planning on playing here. What changed? Why didn't he stay here? And I don't think the Celtics want to answer that question. I don't think that that's something that they had hoped to answer. I think they just wanted to get a look at Madar, see how he is. But by bringing him to Summer League, there's always the possibility of him making an impression. So I'm not going to say it's out of the question for them to bring him in. It's not. And he can bring some size and he brings certainly a ton of energy. And, you know, I just talked about Marcus Smart. Maybe bringing in Jan Madar and you, you have a Madar, Chris Dunn, Peyton Pritchard backcourt uh, back and Marcus Smart is gone. I can see that. I can see, Right now I can see anything. It breaks my heart as a basketball fan to see a guy like Marcus Smart potentially gone. I I think that Marcus Smart brings so many intangibles that he, he's very much worth keeping around. There is a price limit for sure to what he what he brings. That is, there's no doubt about that. I'm not going to sit here and say you pay whatever. Even twenty million dollars a year is is a bit much for for Marcus Smart. But considering where the salary cap is going. That sounds like a lot, but it's not as much as it used to be. $20 million used to be a max contract. Now it's going to be like a, a, 
a middle of the road contract, a middle of the pack contract, pretty soon twenty million dollars is going to be what they pay. You know, the the bench guys when when the new TV money comes in, the contracts are going to go completely out of whack. But I, I'm I'm skeptical of Yamadar and his his declaration that. I plan on playing for the Celtics next year. I mean, that that might just be, you know, he could always just say basically semantics by saying, I'm always planning to play for, for the Celtics. And, okay, it didn't work out, but I'll be back next year. He can certainly say that. You know, I'm, I plan on playing in the NBA every year. And, okay, fine. You can, you can, you know, play with the words however you want. But – I think he expects to play for the Celtics next season. We'll see if he earns that spot. Next week, we're going to talk about Summer League basketball. We're going to have Summer League basketball to, to watch. There's there's USA basketball, which I haven't even talked about with, with Jason Tatum, but plenty of Summer League action to talk about if Madar is going to make it. Uh, we'll see how Neesmith and Langford are playing. That's going to be super, super important. And then we're going to get dribs and drabs of, of information. But right now, do not expect the Celtics to make any signings. Do not the Cel- expect the Celtics to do much of anything else. I think they're kind of ready to go. This is They're going to see what they have, and they're going to hope for the best from Summer League that two or three guys are going to show themselves to be better and that next season can be a little bit better than some people might expect in this moment, in the, in the afterglow of doing nothing at uh, the beginning of free agency. I will be talking about all of it here on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Hopefully you're enjoying me talking about this. I will be bringing in guests as I can find them. Everybody's busy. So plenty of people are doing podcasts. I am one of them. And uh, I will be trying to get guests in to add more voices to this for sure. Obviously, again, I'll be talking about the Team USA, Summer League, whatever Celtic signings, trades, whatever happened along the way. So subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet. If you're listening on the podcast, on your headphone, on the train, in the car, wherever podcasts exist, you can listen. Or if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. It's somewhere in the uh, corner. Like if I'm watching the video, it's like here. It's a little circle. And you can subscribe there throughout the course of the video. Uh, and comment, all of that stuff. Please do all of that. I'm pretty close to 2,000 subscribers here on the YouTube page, so hoping to hit that number soon. And, of course, you can help me do that by sharing the podcast and telling your friends that they should be listening to and watching the, the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.